Hello and welcome again to this episode 1.2 of the Northern Invasion podcast. This is the the third episode from September 2018 and uh, it'll be the first one that's coming to you straight through iTunes. So if you've been waiting for iTunes, this is your chance to hit the subscribe button. Um, this will be the last episode for September, um, and today we're going to have a, a chat between myself and uh, Mike Callahan, who's uh, Misfire Mike on Twitter. Um, Mike's been a, a long-time stalwart with our tournament scene and has seen some success this year, um, having a good showing um, at Heat 2 and being consistently well-placed in our Scottish tournaments um, and, and featuring quite high in the rankings. Mike's going to tell us about um, his list, the infamous uh, Les Martin TM uh, Stormcast build. He's going to um, lament about dwarves, no doubt, and then he's going to he's going to tell us what he he hopes for for the future. Um, give us an insight into his thinking behind um, the planning for the Howling, um, and, and what he's going to be looking forward to most um, um, next year. So. Um, we hope you've enjoyed uh, our episodes. The next one that's going to be coming to you after this one will be the the whole group back together again. We're going to be um, we're going to be looking forward at, to the howling and looking at the lists that have been submitted, picking our coolest army. We're also going to be um, talking to the guys about their experience down at Facehammer, um, and we're going to be looking forward towards Six Nations 2019. Um, the Scotland Charter has just been released, um, along with the qualifying qu criteria for people who want to be involved. So we're going to have a close look at that, see who's eligible, see who's in the um, in the mix for things, and, and hopefully explain that to people that, that want to be more active next year. We'll also be starting on our patron-suggested um, top fives, um, and uh, in the next episode we're going to be looking at... Uh, command ability, allegiance ability, artifact combos. Um, we're gonna we're gonna look at the grand alliances and pick our th our, our must take um, combos and our uh, never leave home without battle line units. So here we go with Mike. Hope you enjoy it. Got any questions? Just let us know. Thank you very much, Mike, for joining us. Well, first of all, for I'm sure most people who are listening know you, but um, do you want to give people a bit of an introduction, uh, a bit of your background on Age of Sigmar and uh, you, I don't know how you've got to where you are and your experience so far this year. I, I think you're overestimating my fame slightly, stupid. Uh, oh no, hey, no. Hey, indeed, ho. Um, yeah. So I've been. I got back in. I did the usual kind of wargamer's journey and got back into it uh, about five, six years ago. Picked up eighth again. Um, had a few games with my brother. I found I was really enjoying it again and then discovered they had a thing called tournaments. I was like, this is amazing. I want to do that. Um, so I think I went to Cry Havoc in 2012. I think it was my first tournament. Um, uh, and I played 8th edition all the way through from then and uh, continued straight into AOS through the kind of Wild West days. And were you, were you playing Dwarves or were you in 8th? Because I remember yeah, by a mic was there. Yeah, no, Dwarves, dwarves and, uh, and Dark Elves. Um, and uh, I, I, and I took Hyle that I went to the, the last uh, eighth edition of ETC as well in Prague, um, for Scotland playing Hyle as well. I think I was best with Dark Elves and Dwarfs, but the two two most experienced players on the team, Scottish eighth edition team, were Dwarfs and Dark Elves players, which was a bit of a, so I, kinda, I had to kind of find something to play, <laughs> which was a bit of a pain from my point of view. But uh, I thought that it was really it was a great experience, I had a really good time, um, learned a ton as well about the kind of team play and match play account. There's something really good, isn't there, I suppose, about getting on the team bus or travelling to somewhere different and actually going as a group and uh, and just sort of getting your strategy together, doing it as a bit of a social as well, but, but actually focusing on something and going through that as an experience. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's a really special thing. It's um, I mean, I was lucky enough to be on the Six Nations team for Scotland and the AOS uh, this year, and that was great, but we didn't obviously go very far because it was just Sterling, just our usual haunt. Uh, I think you were there last year, weren't you, when you went down south? Yeah, it was a big different, it was a different experience because obviously we got a bus and we all went down together and there was, there was uh, music and merriment and um, it was a bit different here because we all arrived at our own times and stayed in different hotels and things, so it wasn't quite the same atmosphere, I don't suppose, as when you're going on a, an away game. So, 
Well, it looks like we won't go to Wales next year. Well, it is Wales, isn't it? So, well, hopefully. Um, anyway, so quite strong yes. in the rankings, but uh, yeah, I'd be uh, prejudging myself to say that I'm likely to get on the team again. So I need to up my game, I think, if I'm going to do that. Uh, you've got plenty of time. Plenty of time. Um, I, anyway, I, I kind of I went straight over into AOS, uh, played, uh, jumped straight in the in the Wild West days, played on the Mocomp and SSGs, oh, South Coast, South Coast, yeah, yeah. Well, we used to sideboard, didn't we? And I love the sideboard. I had my dwarves and dwarves. The dwarf rules, the original dwarf rules that came out, were better than any rules for dwarves in the whole eighth edition. So I loved it. Because you had a beard as well, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Those rules. Um, and I even, I was, I even managed to win a tournament with the dwarves, uh, the first Tempest, wow. um, uh, which was great. And then they stripped away all the kind of fun stuff in dwarves and just left them a rather empty shell um, without quite the same flavour as they had, which is a real shame. And they've still not got it back. But um, uh, I'm still planning on taking Dispossessed, I think, to Winter War. So I'm still, I still have my my my, dis- my dwarf army. So. And is uh, that on the 14th of November? 17th. 17th. Yeah. So, um, uh, but that's it. Yeah, so I've been playing um, uh, AOS tournaments the whole way through. Um, I managed to, uh, had a win um, almost three years ago now, so it kind of uh, slowed me down a little bit. But this year I've managed to get down south for, for a couple of tournaments. I down a big year this year. I mean... I'm- Maybe talk about that uh, in particular. You've you've kind of, you've stuck with one army this year, haven't you? And you've really sort of like uh, made it your own, and and uh, you've had some good results. Well, well, pre- I mean, maybe it my own might be a controversial statement given the, the actual <laughs> list. <laughs> but uh, uh, so what it was so up until this year, I I had a dispossessed army and a corn army, and uh, I was getting a bit fed up with I one that they didn't play in all phases of the game particularly well and two neither were particularly competitive um yeah i think although in fairness i won tournaments for both so that's a bit of a lie but uh <laughs> the, the the kind of the blood bound is what i'm more interested in the corn side and they weren't massively competitive um or certainly i couldn't get to be competitive actually my last run out was at your Northern Invasion tournament last year, and I lost yeah. every single game, so <laughs> that kind of put the nail on that cuff. Um, well, I suppose, the, like you say, they're, they're very strong in one phase, but they do lack in the, the magic and shooting phase, don't they? Not even that strong in the shoot, in the combat phase, that's part of the problem. No, they're not. Uh-huh. Anyway, so I, want, I, I was looking around, I wanted a list, a kind of low model count elite army, which is the opposite of the kind of horde armies I had, that played, was quite mobile and played in uh, different aspects of the game. And I'd already had fulminators I'd used as allies in the dwarf army. So I'd seen this uh, Les Martins list kicking around, which had the... the, the... Well, that's it. it might be good to talk people through that, because a lot of the time people see it and they see Les Martin TM, or the the list that Les Martin made, made famous with his successes with. And obviously it's got quite a strong core to that list, and there's... There's one or two ways that you can tailor it to suit your own needs, but would you talk people through that and maybe let them know why why it's so strong? Yeah. Okay. Um. So the the kind of the beating heart of the list is the Lord Celestin on Stardrake. Uh, it has Staunch Defender, um, which gives it the plus one save um, if it doesn't charge, and that guy is backed up by a Castellan. Sorry, sleep. <laughs> um, uh, so get that, get another plus one save, and then the ability to heal wounds on a seven up save. Um, that means a lot of the time you've got a big sixteen wood monster. You could just throw up people's armies and go, you can't kill me, or you can try and kill me, but it's going to take you a long time. Um, uh, and around that, you've got two units of two formulators. Uh, you've got two units of Judicators, a unit of Liberators, a unit of Prosecutors. Uh, the original character setup was the was the Castellan, Herald or Relictor, and the Knight Venator. Um, the Knight Venator, I had a lot of success with the Knight Venator actually, and just kind of picking off key characters with a Staff Aid Arrow. Um, but since AOS 2's come around, that's kind of, I've swapped out for the Knight Encanter, just for extra magic protection, and ability to cast spells. 
But anyway, the list is good because it's really mobile. Um, it's got high armor. It pops out a lot of damage. It does a lot of shooting as well. It's got a lot more wound output. So it does a little bit of everything. Um, it's not. It's not really got any gimmicks apart from the fact that Stavrik's hard to kill. Mm. Um, it doesn't doesn't really play itself. It's obviously a strong list, but you've got to play it well. It kind of rewards good play. Um, uh, and I, it's, I find it really fun to use, apart from anything else, um, because it, because it rewards good play as well. So when I, when I make a mistake, I know why I've lost a game because I've made a mistake. I know how to to kind of fix it for the next game. Yeah. But I feel when, when I get to a table with that list, you never feel you're, like you're out of a game before the game starts. You feel it's always got enough tools and uh, tool bags to kind of to find a way to win the game. It's really versatile, isn't it? As you say, it's it's got some redundancies there, and I think having the fulminators in the the two the two twos really helps. I did play a, a version of it that had a group of four, and it didn't quite have the coverage using the group of four. But being able yeah, to yeah, Rich Rich Payne had a similar list. And he had four fulminators in it, which he loved. But I was always proponent of having the two twos just because it had the board coverage, like you say. Yeah, and I remember playing a. Uh, our hobby hero John Harper using Rich's list, and he uh, he had the heralder, and twice, two turns in succession, he he toot tooted, he withdrew the the four fulminators, and got the got the double one for the charge, and then the next the next turn, uh, he rolled the double one again, and it was it was a sight to behold. I felt so sorry for John at that one, but uh, that's it. All your eggs in that one basket, and that can happen. It won't happen very often, but when it does, it and that lost in the game. Um, Actually, two turns in a row as well. Yeah. So, so yeah. So I think the the big at the one time I saw you using that, and I suppose the biggest tournament you took that to and had the success was Heat Two, which was down at Warhammer World this year. And you were even up on the stream because I I remember watching you. Yeah, that's list. right. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I taken the list to a few tournaments before then. Um, I'd say I took it to the first one day where I took Todd Hammer. I, uh, I, I was lucky. I managed to, to take out the tournament. I, I got three majors and got max kill points in every game. Yeah. And I was a bit taken aback because I wasn't quite expecting that list to work quite <laughs> as well as I had done in the first run out. Uh, but obviously I thoroughly enjoyed myself. And I took another couple of Scottish tournaments again, doing quite well and enjoying myself. And I had toyed with the idea of taking Dispossessed down to Heat 2 just to kind of live up to the Stunty Mike name. Yeah. I was like, I think, oh, I think I want to go and try and compete and see how well I can do. Um, and so I went down with Scott, uh, one of your co-hosts. Yeah, Mr. Uh, Smith. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, to make it even, uh, and I, I managed to, uh, to my shock, came second at the tournament. Oh, it's an amazing result. And, you know, it wasn't an easy run of games either. That last game you were against uh, Slanesh, were you not? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I had a lot of luck, I have to say, over the weekend. But you, I mean, you need that, I have to say. But uh, especially, I played Paul Buckler, and he he failed a couple of four or five inch charges, which probably would have won the game if he'd won it. Made those, but I think it's just sometimes you need the rub of the green. Um, yeah. The, fun, the funny thing was that uh, at the same tournament, Les was commenting, uh, commenting on the stream, and uh, Terry Pike was there using the, Les's list, exactly the same list. So. Um, and where did he come with that one? I think he came sixth, actually. Ah, oh, so it's that's a good showing as well. I mean, yeah. it's worth uh, to some people, especially because most of our listeners are from Scotland, and uh, a few of them are I know are, are new to the tournament scene, and and it's it's worth explaining to people what it's like to play a tournament in Warhammer World when it's a full tournament. I mean, it's a it's another level, really, isn't it? It's it's totally different to even the best independents when you've just got. The shops on site. You've got the events team there are so cool, and all the tables are. I've got the official the official stuff on, and it just it. And then you've got the canteen that you go for your lunch and Bugman's Bar and things, and it's 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 like yeah. Disneyland, isn't it? It, it is. It, I mean, it was so exciting. Scott and I got down there on the Friday. We were just like, whoa! I've been I've been there really briefly a few years ago before they did the refurb. Yeah. So this was really my first proper time. So it was just really exciting being there. It was just had we had a great time. We got there on a Friday afternoon, had a few drinks of Bugmans, chatted a few of the guys who were down for the tournament, had a practice game, saw a few faces, you know, you recognise from various places. And then you get there on a Saturday morning and you you're getting ready, everyone's signing for the tournament at Bugman's bar and you sing 
all these faces and names come in here you recognize from podcasts and, and you've seen other big tournaments. And it's just really exciting. And then you go, the doors open, you go into the main hall, the big gaming hall, and, you know, the castle, and you can see the stream happening in the corner. And you just, it's just, it's just super exciting. Yeah. Um, it was just, it was just, regardless of where I finished the tournament, it was just so much fun that weekend. We met so many nice guys. Um, Scott and I, we met, um, a bunch of guys, we ended up winning the uh, the pub quiz as well on the Saturday night, which was, which was really fun. Um, oh, I, I can't recommend people going off. It's, oh, uh, it's, so, it's so much fun. It def- I can't recommend it highly enough. It was just, if you've never, especially if you've never been as well. Yeah. I mean, I used to, I, that's all the only place I used to go to tournaments, and I used to go to two or three a year, um, and I used to travel down there. Um, probably for two or three year, three years, probably, I went. Um, and I went from the old Swiss events right up through to the, the Throne of Skulls where it became random pairings and the edge dropped off it and a lot of the players, uh, the more serious ones, fell away at that point and the numbers started to go down. Then the refurb kicked, um, which was just at the end of it. Well, it was just the end times were just starting. Yeah, about then, wasn't it? And, and yeah. that's when I moved into the, um, the independent scene because it was shut for quite a while and I... I really needed to to play because living up in Orkney, we didn't have that many opponents. So tournaments is really the way I play, and you get the socialisation because you get to go and geek out with people and, and talk for a couple of days just about war. Yeah, exactly. Which is yeah, great yeah, fun. Yeah. And um, so I came down to Stirling to Common Ground, and um, yeah, it was that was it. What, and, what, what was what was your first one? I think it was it might have been either a storm over Stirling or a fall of the old world. Um, I'm not too sure which one it was. Um, it was in Common Ground. Then I went to one. Was it eighth, eighth or AOS? Yeah, it was eighth. It was it was the end times was. Uh, uh, yeah, was... might be the end times full deal. Yeah, and then I went to Storm Over Sterling. Might have been at the Oracle Centre, right enough. And I went to that, and then I went. Then I went to that was the two I went to in eighth in Scotland. Then I went to um, what was it called? Uh, Forgotten Heroes was at Edinburgh, I think. That's right, yeah, yeah. And then uh, from there, I've, I mean, I've only been to, I think I've only been to two at Warhammer World since I started going to the Scottish tournaments because, well, it's just so good and they're a great bunch of guys and really welcoming and and uh, it's it's a lot closer for me. It's 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 a few couple bet. of days less travelling. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not even that close. <laughs> no, no. But that stamps like uh, further than most people than ninety nine percent of people go to tournaments with it. Oh, it's not too bad. So, so, so that's the Stormcast, and you've explained why you think that's so strong. So, what what other lists are armies? Do you think are up and coming? Is there anything that's tempting you at the moment, or anything that you're uh, you're hoping might come along soon? Oh, I mean, I'd, I'd bite your hand off to get a, a, a proper dispossessed rules with have that fleshed out. I'm not sure if that's how realistic that is, but um, I'd love to love to see it happen. Probably won't. Um, uh, I've got an Jazz. Andrew's on me, I'm painting. Yeah, that's looking phenomenal as well. They're pale, aren't they? Pale skinned. Yeah, they're, they look really kind of, good. they're albino kind of ones, so I'm going to kind of grim down and dirty. But, um, so I'm hoping to take those to Tempest. But in all honesty, that's more, been more of a painting project than a gaming project, so uh, I'm, I'm a little bit, got a little bit of trepidation about how I'm going to enjoy playing them, but um, uh, I want to get them on the table because I've, I've loved the models since they came out and just wanted to paint the army. And I had a really good idea of how I wanted to paint them, and it seems to be going quite well so far. So I want to finish it and follow it through. Mm. Um, um, so that, that'll be in the table, I think, for Tempest, unless I get uh, distracted and take something more competitive. But I'm trying not yeah. to. I'm trying not well, to do that. There is a doubles tournament that um, John Craig, I think, isn't it, is uh, running in uh, April. So that might be a good time to crack out something that's. Uh, a little bit more of a fun list and, and pair up and, and get some yeah, destruction on the true. table. Yeah. Well, no, I'm going to take, I'm going to, going to take it for a single I've kind of committed. I'm going to take it to Tempest. Uh, oh, so, but, and I'm taking the Dispossessed to Winter War, as I said previously. So and once Aegon's gone, I'm kind of take, um, I've got a couple of events, Face Hammer and Aegon coming up. Um, I can technically still finish in the UK Masters position. It's a bit of a long shot, but I can still do it. So I kind of got to take, I'm going to take FaceTime quite relatively seriously. Yeah. And Aegon, I mean, my rankings place is pretty solid, but I can, I can still improve on it with a, with a good um, performance at Aegon. But it'd be nice to kind of round off the year with a good performance as well. So yeah. the storm has to become those two, and it's going to be dispossessed for Winter War. 
Iron Jaws for Tempest, and then, then I don't know what. Yeah, it's a real shame with uh, obviously you you're sitting high up there in the in the rankings and you're you're really solid there, but the Masters in Scotland, the first um the inaugural ones, unfortunately falling on a special day for a member of the family and you're not gonna be Yeah, it's my daughter's birthday, so chances of me going are minus hundred. Yeah, yeah, it's a... I value that from when they did uh, Scott did a doodle poll for the the um date people wanted and and you yeah. straight away that wasn't I wasn't gonna be able to go even before the kind of season started pretty much. Yeah, but it'll be pretty nice if you get the UK one anyway. So yeah, and if not, I, I, um, I think I, I think it's unlikely. I think I'd have to do top ten if they summer, top five for Ebom. So it's that's a bit it's a bit it's a big ask. I think it's unlikely, but who knows? Um, yeah. Well, 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 good luck with it, and uh, you'll have to let us know you. how you do. So, yeah. so uh, in terms of uh, Age of Sigmar 2, then, there was obviously a lot of talk about it when uh, when it dropped, and we've moved now from um, our four-page rules to slightly um, bulked-out one, which takes into account the old um, FAQs that were working their way into the box and gives a bit of clarification. But then we've also got the uh, the core box that's got some... some um, uh, battle plans in there, some scenarios, and it's got the realm rules in. And then we've also got malign sorcery at the moment. So, so how how are you thinking that these new these new facets are working? And are you is it are we in a good place? I I think so. Yeah, it's hard to know. I've not played. We up in Scotland, we've not had a kind of full realm rules tournament yet. Uh, Howling is going to be full realms. But I've not played in one yet. Even Facehammer is not going to have all the realm rules. So uh, we're in a good place and the people can kind of pick and choose how they want to play the game. I don't think things have settled down quite yet so people can work out kind of what they like best and how well everything's working. But, I mean, compared to where we were a couple of years ago, we're in a great, great place. Um, they're just the kind of the depth. I mean, I have a problem, and I think quite a few, it's quite a common problem now, is that to get all the bits and pieces you need to play a game, it's about five or six different books plus FAQs, and it's just I've actually had to kind of work out to slim it down just to take tournaments because it's just a bit cumbersome, yeah. and that that could definitely do with being streamlined. But that being said, the actual rules themselves are largely great. Um, yeah, and uh, the support we're getting as well from GW is amazing, really, compared to what it used to be. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, absolutely. I mean, it wouldn't be difficult compared to how they used to be, but <laughs> even even those standards, they're still doing largely very, very well. Yeah, I think they're in a good um, place, and they're really engaging as well, which is nice to see. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I'm a bit of a, a curmudgeon being a dwarf player that uh, all this magic kicking around, I'm like, bruh. Got to try and embrace it. Yeah, no, I mean, it's... Magic was strong. Um, I think that there was a couple of tweaks needed that, that got dealt with through the FAQs with the the endless spells with the spell portal and with certain stacking of things. And, and these things, obviously, when we played at the Six Nations, it was only a matter lens, of... Lens, lens Refraction was perfectly... <laughs> no, viable, no. ...and lovely and fun thing to play with. It was fun for you, but not for me. <laughs> I mean, we played the warm-up, didn't we, the night before we Six did, Nations, yeah. and I'd gone with a magic-heavy Arcan list that basically it fell apart like a wet paper bag in a fight, but it, it, all the eggs were in the magic phase basket. I had the, uh, the portal, I had all the different... Um, uh, battalions to get the extra spells and this, that and the other and I was pumping so many mortal wounds out and the ridiculous amount that were negated by that lens um, I can't. I think it was something like 27 in the first magic phase that your lens uh, negated and uh, it happened to me as well in the, uh, in, in the actual over the course of the event so I think it was good that that got, I think it actually got comped harder than I'd have comped it um but I think um, I think it, it's balanced out with wasn't the way it, that wasn't the port it, wasn't it the same comp as you gave it. <coughs> um, you, you had a, you had a kind of comp in for I did. I thought it was the same one. You could only be used once. Yeah, but I was allowing it so that it could be used for one uh, magic phase, 
Um, you used it basically in your hero phase, and it lasted till the next hero phase. Oh right, okay. And it did the normal job that it did, whereas now it's it's just like a the first time a spell goes off, isn't it? And then it's spent. I think, is it just, uh, uh, anyway, I, lo- I, I might at, have that wrong. <laughs> I, looked at, I looked at it and went, no, uh, hitting axis scales is the way to go for the moment. Well, definitely, that's the, a four. The star drink, yeah. yeah. Just made star drink even more obnoxious. Would you always go with that over the immune to rend then? Because really the, um. Yeah, it doesn't need immune to rend. It's, it it's almost, it's, it's almost got that built into it, into it, built into the kind of build of the list. Um, more wounds is the, the, the 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 TM build, um, its big weakness has always been mortal wounds. Yeah, uh, numbers can be a, a weakness for it if you if you don't play it right. But mortal wounds have always been a weakness. So just being able to, especially when people can kind of just chip down the star drake. Yeah, um, but just having the four plus against mortal wounds just makes a big difference for for that. Yeah, I think it's really strong. And I used to bank on when I played against it previously. I used to bank on not attacking, and I used to just bog down the um, whatever it was, like the the Star Drake, and I'd I'd refuse to attack, and I'd stick forty skeletons around it and keep healing them. And of course, because I did more damage than to myself than than it was doing to me, because the amount of times uh, you fail your ones, and then when I'm throwing two hundred and forty dice. And then you're you're making that many saves. The amount of times you get ones and then successfully re-roll and the mortal wounds coming back did more. But you can't yeah, do that anymore, so... It is. Uh, you don't have to pile in, remember? You don't, You, no. have, to, you have to pile in. I yeah. mean, it is, it is a bit silly. I was quite surprised that it still got through in um, the kind of revamp of the book. I mean, I, the list is never going to be top of the top tier. I'm not exactly sure where it is. It's a, it's a very good list, but it has weaknesses. The Star Trek is a, it's a bit broken, but if it was really broken, you'd see it everywhere. I yeah. Think. I mean, look at Avocatus at the moment and Gabriel That There you've seen those everywhere. Yeah. Because you can stack Gabriel um command ability. And Avocatus are just ridiculously priced for the, the, everything they do. So, so myself, I've... Uh... I've not had the pleasure of reading the new Stormcast book because I've got a big stash of Stormcast models and I know that if I start reading it, I'm going to start painting these little <laughs> silver men. So uh, just, obviously, this is their third book. Um, what What's Stormcast like now then? So, I mean, taking the magic and having the magic now, is this yet another army you can build out? And they're like a Grand Alliance all to themselves, really, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, there's still... There is... You can kind of play them almost any way you want to now. Um, there's still the, the Vanguard army, which probably isn't the strongest option, but it's probably quite fun to play with. Um, there's various different approaches. You're going to see a lot of Avocators now. Uh, the Hammers of Sigma, um, the Hammers of Sigma rules, because um, of what Gabriel Shawhart can do in terms of they can drop from the sky nine inches away. Um, you could use a couple of command points to make their charge three inches, which you can then re-roll with a command point, or if you've got a Vexler, you don't need to use a command point. And Evocators, have you, have you had a little read about what these guys do yet? No, no, I'm, I've, uh, I've, I've, I've been I against a couple of... I, str- I strongly suggest you do, because there's going to be... I think all of Aberdeen is bringing Evocators to uh, mm-hmm. the Howling. Um, there's going to be hundreds of the things that they're holding, I think. So the two of your points <laughs> are five guys. Um, they've got four up save, the movement five, four attacks each, threes and threes, minus one, doing one damage. Right. Also, after they've attacked, they roll two dice for each guy in the unit. Every four up is a mortal wound. Wow. That's against a unit three inches away from you. They're also wizards. <laughs> so they can, they've also got a spell called Empower which allows, I think it allows you to re-roll wound rolls, but they can also take uh, uh, another spell from the Lord of Invigoration in the Stormcast now. So for 200 points, you're getting uh, a 15 wound 4-up unit, which can um, tear through cords, can kill elite monsters, because they've got the mortal wound now, but and can cast spells. Mm. So, I mean... They're cheaper than Retributors now, I think. I think Retributors are 220. 220. Well, they were last time yeah, I looked. Yeah. Anyway, oh. so 
you're going to see them everywhere for a while until that settles down, until they adjust that somehow. So that's the kind of, you'll see the Hammer of Sigmar is built a lot. That's what Jack um, Armstrong won it with Bobo. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, I think we'll see quite a lot of those at Face Hammer. I know Liam's taking something of that ilk. Yeah. Um, uh, I think Kev's, Kev's working on that. Kev Lowe as well, our uh, current bearer yes, of the Badge of Shame. I have seen his list for the Howling. It is horrible. <laughs> it's horrible, man. <laughs> I'll look forward to it. It's possibly even worse, even more horrible than the the Badge of Shame earning one. I'm sure it will be. He has to up it a bit. Um, yeah. I think he did. He come sixteenth with a badge with with that filthy mixed order list. So yeah, well, I, uh, well, I, I had the pleasure of um, putting him in his place as well, which was nice. <laughs> nah, he did get a rough. He got a tough run. Um, I mean, he played the winner. He played you. Yes, was... but do you know what he did against? Do you know what he did against Steve? So Steve, they were playing, right? And they had the turn roll. Steve won the turn roll. He gave it to Kev. And Kev, Kev looked yeah, at him and said, I'm going to win the game. Because I'm going to eject it. And he kind of went, Steve, are you sure? Are you sure? And Steve eventually clocked and then took the turn. Yeah. So, so Kev had it, could have just won that game. But he, he was too, he was too, he's too nice a guy for the list he'd taken. He is, he is. He's a, he's a good lad. He's... Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he does with this uh, Stormcast filth. Um, <laughs> so you've, you've obviously, how many of the lists have you got in then for the Howling? Uh, eight. Eight. Yeah. It's not that many yet. Still, thirty some to go. Yes, there's forty-two people paid, and we've sold out forty-two people, which is uh, I think it's going to be the biggest singles AOS event ever. Well, they're the same as Northern yeah, Invasion. Yeah, yeah, I think you had that the, was you had forty-two the, last year, which was the biggest two-day event. Well, biggest no, that event was a one, that was a one-dayer. The one-dayer oh. was forty-two. Oh, was it? Ah, oh, so we're not going to be the biggest. You, you You're going to have to get good. someone else in. Oh, bugger! Someone else in. I'm going to have to play. <laughs> <laughs> you have to bust the record. Well, you can be the joint biggest. It's, Why not? It's still the biggest. No, so. I'm going to play now. There's a hundred points of ranking points to play for. I'm going to play for it. I know I thought that about Northern Invasion this year, and uh, I brought an army and stuff, and I was wanting to, but then no, I just couldn't. You just need to be in too many places at once. I know. Well, I've, I've, I, uh, I've run two tournaments now. One was the second floor of the old world, I think, or second or third, and John had to pull out the last minute. Yeah. So he, 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 so I kind of, me, Scott, and Andy kind of took over. I doing the prime most of the work, but ended up playing as well. And then last year at the Howling. Um, we didn't have a spare player and there was a dropout so I had to end up and play that as well so I had to play and run at the same time which was, well, kind of nice to play I meant I wasn't having a full experience of either playing or running the event No. so this year I was kind of determined to uh, to make sure I didn't have to play so I think I, I, John's, John Harper said that if we have odd numbers he'll he'll drop to spare player on the day but cause everyone else, I couldn't get a spare player because everyone wanted to bloody play because it's the ranking yeah. <laughs> Wow, that's it. It's uh, no, it's good. It's it's good to see, and it's great that we're filming oh, great, and yeah, selling yeah. out one day tournaments now. I mean, you've yeah, got what four of us coming... together. Yeah. yeah, we've got well three of us coming from Orkney. We've got plenty coming from south of the border. They're coming from all yeah, over yeah. Scotland. It's it's a really good place to be. Yeah, and I think I think one thing is uh, we joke about it, but I think Scott was brought, brought the rankings at the beginning of this year. I had a little bit of concern about that we really need it in terms of bringing that kind of edge to the scene. But what it has definitely done is brought more people to tournaments. So mm-hmm. that, would, would, would this tournament be getting 42 people if it wasn't one of the last tournaments on the Scottish... It's the last tournament on the Scottish calendar that yeah. they're scoring, scoring points at. So that's probably one of the reasons why we're seeing so many people come, amongst other things. And I think uh, going from the... It's not yet released, but we've had sight of the draft... Um, Charter for Six Nations selection. Yes, I think if if I come top five, I could be in with a shout at a, a position. <laughs> Absolutely, so, working yeah. out the maths. I have to work out. The, I've looked at the maths. How how far, how how far can you climb up? Do you think? Well, I'm 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 uh, I'm on two hundred and twenty. Let me just. This is probably not making good uh, good podcast listening. If it sounds a bit dull when well, I. Uh, 
when I, uh, so what, 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 what you do, just when I say how far do you think you, you, can, you can get to, then you just cut to this, this Yeah, part, I've cut to this go. point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so looking at it now, so we've got the current one here before me. I'm in 10th at the moment, I'm 220. Uh-huh. So what I need is everything. What's your, lowest, what's your lowest score? Well, if I get 18th at the Howling, based upon 40 players, um, I will make a three-point climb. So for every position above 18th, I'll get three points. So <laughs> there you go. I, and um, I, I can, I think I can. So, you, so what you're saying is you could overtake me in the rankings if you were. I could go if I came first. I'd go up 45 points, which would put <laughs> me on. Yeah, I'd be 10 points ahead of you. <laughs> <laughs> So there you go, Mike. Uh, uh, we know that's not going to happen, don't we? <laughs> no, no. Like, look about Yeah, it's um, not going to happen anyway. You've seen my list. It's uh, it's not a tournament. If I get top ten, I'll be very happy. Well, you, 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 I mean, you never take the kind of, you take decent lists, but you never take kind of anything near the top tier. I think you need to have a word with yourself. Maybe try, you know. I paint too slow. That's my problem. Um, I just, I can see, I can see what I want to do um, but I just can't get something onto the table fast enough for it to still be really competitive well, so I'm about a year behind the curve the, the, the TM list is available for Tempest if you want it oh no I better not I'm going to stick with death for the full season um, cool. I'm, I'm, I'm going to well that's the, new, that's the new season uh, no no I, a new year I'll start my new season and then I'll uh, maybe for the Masters if I, if I, I think I should get into the Masters um, I might take a new army then. I am working on a couple of different things at the moment, so we'll see. <laughs> it won't be that that uh, that competitive. Yes, yeah, it's going to be a rough weekend. I mean, obviously, I'm going to have a lovely time on my daughter's birthday, but um, watching you guys all slug it out to be master, I'm going to be like, wish it, was there. wish it was a different weekend. Yeah, I know, it is a shame. Are you going uh, to maybe come along on the Sunday area away for the weekend. No, I think we'll be here. I might try and get along one of the days just to kind of stick my head in. We'll have to see how it goes. Yeah. Oh well. So let me think. So that so that's really good. So about the howling then. So you mentioned earlier that you are doing the full realms. So how's that working with you? Because you've predetermined the realms, haven't you? Yes, I have. Uh, I kind of I got asked a question a couple about six weeks ago by one of the players in the team who, for various reasons, couldn't get his army wouldn't be able to submit his list later on, so he wanted to know what it was going to be. So I just made the decision there and then to kind of follow a similar thing that Blackout had done, uh, the Chris Tomlin's event, which was to um, just say which realmscape features you could, you're going to use. Pick, pick the realms and what realmscape features you're going to use, uh, just so people knew going into it. Um, primarily that was because we, it's early days with kind of using the, realms, the realm features, so I wanted everyone to have plenty of time to get their head around it and know exactly what they were getting in for. Um, potentially, the best the best way of maybe doing it for tournaments is to say, offer the kind of pool of realms you could be using, and yeah. with the, with their selected realm features, and um, that might be something I would look at to do if I was to do it again, just because yeah. that, that means people can. There's no guarantee of people getting the thing they want to get for their list to work. Yeah, um, but I think. For this tournament, I think it was the right decision um, because we haven't had any. What we had, Northern Invasion, you did a very. You allowed people to choose a spell. Yeah, it was a light touch way of doing it, really, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and so um, I wasn't quite ready to drop people straight into it, so we'll see how it works out. Um, so. I'm tempted to. I've, I was wary, and you might have heard if you'd listened to the other ones. I was wary at first about the complexity, and and I know at Aegon, um, they've been looking at rolling the realms on the day, um, at the same time as you roll for your mission, which could be really exciting. And you know, I think I think it's relaxed enough for tournament that one, and it's such a good laugh that yeah. people will take it in the right spirit and. There might be a bit of thumbing through the box, but I think it'll work well. What I'm tempted to do, and the one that people are all dodging, is the Beasts one. But well, Aegon are doing it. Are they are, yeah. You've got to take a monster down with you. Yeah, and if you don't take it, you don't use it. But, I mean, I think 
I'd be tempted to do a full tournament in the in the realm of beasts just to make a thing of it and get everybody to take the, the monster with them. I think it could be a if you gave enough warning. I mean, I I generally release tickets of an invasion eight months before it starts. So. But, but, but I mean, I, I, I can see what you're getting at, but maybe maybe one if you if you're having a five day five game tournament, you could maybe have one. Uh, of course, you maybe the Saturdays on this on this realm, but yeah, yeah. But you're kind of tournament where you have that kind of slightly kind of softer touch to, to things that might be. Um... Yeah, well, what I was going to do at the Northern Invasion just passed. Um, my initial pack had day one in the realm of life because that's where the Isles are supposed to be positioned, and then day two was in the realm of death, and the, there was a little narrative that went with it. But then when I read the realm of life. Um, rules and I saw the Wildwood things and I just thought well I'm not going to, and it had only just dropped and I thought when I was uh, drafted in the pack so I just thought no I'm going to step back from it and I'll wait for other people to work out how best to do it before I throw myself in but um, I am tempted, I think that you know theming it on something especially yeah, three games on day one and then two games on day two um, I think that could work but uh, no, it's it's good. I'm excited, and I've, I have got to read because we're in fire, light, and shadow. Is it? Are we in fire, uh, light, shadow? Death, I think. Okay, I fire, light, and death. It is. Yeah, no, you're right. I, think I know that this. Meant... Yeah. So it's I'm... been a while since I wrote the pack, so I can't exactly remember. But no, I think it is, and you'd also predetermined the um, the effect. So we've got the yes, boy with yes, Jesus, yeah. and then we've got the um, the Ancestors honor, or whatever it is. For the yeah, death. the boiling the boiling geezers seem to me to have the right balance of fun, yeah, it, and random, just to kind of keep everyone on their toes. Um, it's unlikely to have a massive effect on people's games, but it could be quite a good good laugh. Because some of the things on it are obviously meant to not be taken as seriously as you would do in a competitive tournament. Yeah. Um. um but uh, I'm, I'm keen. To, well. I don't think the Hounds are going to be a massively cutthroat tournament, but um, it likely be a competitive tournament. But I also quite like having a little bit of um, fun around it, so that seems like a little bit of way of taking the edge off slightly. No, it's a really good one. It's got a good theme, and it's obviously unique in um, the theme you've got there with the uh, the lupine theme. Yes. So, no, I uh, I enjoy it, so I'm looking forward to it. I had to. Yeah, I was I was I was looking for the kind of theme for for the tournament, and I was. I started thinking about Sterling, where, where it's held, and yeah, there's a there's a legend of Sterling where it, it was it was saved by a Viking attack by because the Vikings disturbed a kind of pack of wolves and they start howling and woke up the town and uh, were able to then defend it. That's why there's, the, there's like a statue, isn't there, down yeah, below yeah. the city walls of the wolf? So well, right, that's it. It's going to be wolf themed. Then um, I think it's I think Edinburgh's got a similar legend as well. So. It's obviously quite fanciful, but it seems like I grabbed that with both hands when I saw it. No, I, I so like it. It works. Yeah. Okay, so you've you've mentioned um, where you'd like to see things going, um, what you're working on. You've got your arcs. Uh, what do you most want to see in the future? Then, so is there anything anything in particular that you want to see? Ah, uh, I just possessed Beldum. Yeah, I mean, do you think you think you'll <laughs> get one? Wait, wait, wait. You, you get a Dwarden one, which kind of... Because I, I think that the two dwarf factions, Caradron and Fireslayers, are struggling. And I think that they've obviously both got the battle tomes. One of them was a bit early, and they've tried to patch it with the yeah. General Sandbook. The other one just doesn't seem to be getting table time. And it's it's just not... It's just not complete. It's not it's not competitive. Well, I, the one thing that frustrated me when... Firestars came out was that it was just such a limited faction in mm. terms of didn't really have very much in terms of the units they got almost they got two or three options is it and then when KO came out I was like this book is massively imbalanced you could do, just by looking at the War Scrolls for half an hour on the day it came out and I was and I was really excited for that release because I was like oh we're finally going to get the airship dwarfs the ones we've been the ones we've been kind of rumored for years and years and years and it came and. I didn't like the design at all. I'm not into steampunk, so I was really disappointed with that to start with. I thought, all right, I'll maybe get my head around that if, if, if the rules are fun. And I looked at the rules, and there's just nothing here that I want to play yeah. with. I think I think they 
I think they bungled. I personally think they bungled that book um, massively. Fire Slayers to a lesser extent, they packed Fire Slayers a bit better. Whether they'll do a Dwight book, I don't know. It's hard to know what they're going to do in the future. I think yeah. the chances, I think the chances of actually being a dispossessed battle tome are probably very slim. Um, but doesn't mean I wouldn't like to see one. I mean, I loved yeah. I, I, the way, the, the, when the companion dwarves when they first came out when Heroes first came out had had the rules really reflected the character of how they always were in a way yeah. it had never been done in Eighth Edition rules, and I loved it. It was great, and then we lost it all very quickly. And I was, I've I've always been a bit gutted by by that, and I don't know if we'll ever see that again, and whether maybe we're just going to get over it and move on and find something else to love. What about a free peoples like peoples of Azir? Do you think that they could fit there? Because obviously oh, the, yeah, the way that the way that the narrative is is that obviously they're uh, the the hold up there the traditional sort of dwarves the traditional yeah. elves and the free guild and whatnot and then the the populating Sigmar cities I mean you could you could get a free people battle tome that was a bit more cross cutting that's know. quite possible yeah that's very possible it's hard to know what what's going <coughs> I'm not sure I think we all thought Moon Clan was coming and then all of a sudden we get in the beasts of chaos and. Yeah, it's got to be coming. It's got to be coming. We're all yeah. waiting. I think it'll be a while. They'll keep us keep us waiting for more destruction. But Beast but, of Chaos, I mean, I'd love... And I feel a, a little bit for uh, for Ian, Ian Hunter, who's our uh, our war herder. And he's, you know, through thick and thin, he's been bringing that, um, that herd. And he's, you know, he's... I've actually seen people on, on Twitter. And obviously, I, I don't... I don't... Uh, I'm not begrudging or belittling anybody who's going out because there's a new tome and building it because it's great that people get uh, enthusiastic but people who are uh, posting their uh, their lists I mean it's pretty much what Ian's been running for the last two years at every tournament these well, lists, we so. shouldn't be this is great he's got a head start on everyone he knows exactly what it does he knows how to play it he's got, yeah. I kind of think he's getting his rewards now he's going to get all the kind of he's going to get a huge kind of buff he would have thought for the list he's been running I think he should I think he I think you'll get to yeah. Cause I think it comes out next weekend, yeah. so he'll be able to he'll be able to use it for the howling because mm. the book so the book's released on the twenty second, I think, and the howling oh, right. deadline starts the twenty fourth. So uh, he'll have time, he'll have a couple of days to absorb it, and then something nice to see what he gets on the. Hopefully, he wins it. I'd love to see that'd be great, wouldn't it? Well, you know, he, uh, he wasn't far out of the uh, the rankings before Northern Invasion, and uh, there was a possibility of him uh, is him hitting the the masters with the yeah, herd, and it would have been keeps, phenomenal. He, he keeps getting drawn against Lee at tournaments. I mean, yeah, draw was filth, and it's just I think he, <laughs> he just I think he got drawn. He looks at me like, well, it doesn't like what half an hour. <laughs> I, just, I don't think he's got a prayer against that that build. No, no, he's such a nice. As well, and he normally works all night the night before, and he like comes in and poor, poor guy, he's uh, but he's a great person to play against. And he's uh, it's I've good, never it's played him. Oh, I've, I've not played, played him since uh, I've never played his herd, but I think I played him when he was running dwarves um, previously. So it's quite a while ago. A a years ago. It's also I've not played Liam at all for over two years, which is pretty crazy given. We're both kind of at the, the, the same end of the on the top tables near the end of it. Well, certainly have been this year anyway. Yeah. We've not played in for since the Wild West days, I don't think. No. Ah, well. No. You have to wait for when Aegon. It could be. Oh, we'll Aegon probably get drawn a facehammer. Facehammer. Oh, that'd be it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Well, thanks a lot for uh, for taking the time to to have a chat there and. We'll look forward to the, the, the deadline for lists is 20, what did you say it was? 21st? 24th, um, 24th. Monday 24th. I had been 22nd, but I'm away at FaceTime and I thought I'm not going to get to look at it until Monday anyway. And people who go to FaceTime will get a chance to, um, have a wee think about their lists because quite a few of the Newcastle guys are going as well. So, so that's 24th and then the event itself is, is it the following Saturday? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Okay. I think my head. Yeah, I should. I should not really. But, yeah. So yeah. Well, so this. Oh, well, it's two weeks almost afterwards, isn't it? So yeah. it's not too bad. Okay. Well, uh, if you um, once you get them, if you can, uh, we'll we'll have a look over them and maybe uh, 
pick our uh, well, we're going to be picking our coolest coolest army, aren't we? Um, and that's right, we'll, yeah. We'll award yeah. that, so I'll we'll have a look through that and um, uh, through the lists and whatnot, and maybe give our picks as well and see see whether or not they uh, they accord with yours. Yeah, um, we'll, uh, hopefully, I'll try and have the list up on the kind of the kind of Tuesday following. Hopefully, um, obviously, the sooner people's less friendly, the easier it is for me to do that. But I should, yeah. it shouldn't take too long to do. So. Oh well, well, thank you very much, and good luck with it. Good luck with Face Hammer in the the interim because uh, that's obviously a bit of a journey, and I hope that we've got quite a lot going down there. So hopefully we we have a good showing. And uh, thanks very much for having me on. I hope I made no, sense. No. It's, it's quite late.